I think just keeping an open mind about anything and everything and that your creativity has no limits. Like there's always going to be someone or people out there that when you express your art, they're not going to like it, but that shouldn't stop you from doing it anyway. Welcome to Season 3 of Spotlight, focusing on alumni working in the arts as emerging artists. Join us as we find out what Casper graduates of years gone by are up to in our Where Are They Now? series. Today's alumnae is Karita Amosi, who began her Casper journey in the dance ensemble at the young age of 10 and continued throughout high school. Karita is a graduate of St. Ursula's College Kingsgrove in 2017 and is currently studying health science at university. Karita's returned to the Casper dance team as an assistant choreographer in 2019, preparing students for the Casper Live experience at the International Convention Centre at Darling Harbour. She auditioned and was accepted into the International Student Visa Program at Broadway Dance Centre, where she trained in New York for three months in 2019. Currently, she is in a hip-hop-based dance crew called The Pioneers that she joined in 2018. Thank you so much for joining us, Corinna. Happy to be here. It's so good to see your face. What years were you involved with Casper? So either years or school years. Yeah. So I was involved in Casper from year five to year 10, 2010 to 2015. And we know that you were part of the dance ensemble. Do you remember any of the performances that you were involved with? One of the big ones was Tell Me a Story. So I was in year seven then and I played one of the three little pigs, which was super fun. And that was probably one of the first big productions because that was at the Sydney Entertainment Centre, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, So that experience was so amazing. And also just the level of professionalism, like backstage as well. Where do you think your love of dance began? So I started dancing when I was six, which some people consider not that young because I know some people start when they're like two, three, like doing ballet. Basically, whenever I was at home, mum or dad would just put on music and I'd just start moving around. So they were like, okay, we should probably like do something with that. But my parents both danced as well. And my dad's side, they're into the cultural Samoan Siva dance as well. So I guess I got a taste of that. I feel like I've always just had it yeah. in me. Yeah. So is there an earliest memory or it's just something that you've always had? Yeah, I do remember walking into a studio. So it was called L&M Dance and Tumble. So I was six years old then and I was really comfortable like I didn't, need, I wasn't shy at all. I'm pretty sure I went and stood like at the front where the teacher was. It was really easy for me to pick up choreography. And I, was I just remember that about along. you <laughs> that you had an incredible and still do to this day Thanks. sense of musicality, and you would pick things up really quickly. What has driven you to pursue a career in the arts? Well, I know like an inspiration, for example, a role model who I look up to. Her name's Sonia Tayer. She's probably one of the most raw and authentic artists. Her style is more contemporary based, but it's very weird and quirky. So when I was little, I used to watch So Think You Can Dance. And that's when I first saw her. And I just thought like, wow, this movement that she's doing is so weird and different but I loved it. So is that a hybrid style? Is it something that's... Um, yeah, it's not like the traditional modern 
style. I don't I don't even know how to describe it. Is it a, is it a blend of two styles? Yeah, like it's, a contemporary with a hip hop feel? Yeah, sometimes or? she does like contemporary jazz or like contemporary hip hop. She's built herself from like nothing and now she's like on Broadway in Moulin Rouge choreographing for them. That definitely has struck inspired a chord. Me. Yeah, to keep dancing. And also just the support of my parents. I used to dance like six days a week. And so they saw that I loved it and they wanted me to keep doing it. So I think them telling me like, you're so good at dance, like you love it, keep doing it. So that's pushed me to continue it. To fan the flames of that passion. And Um, it's so important to have your little um, crew, your tribe to support you. What was your greatest learning from being involved in the performing arts while you were at school? I think at school, because you're in obviously that closed environment and you kind of know everyone already, it's easier to connect with people uh, and you see that there's people who share common interests with you. It's just like a really cool thing to think that, oh, wow, like she likes that too. And then you can both talk about that and then you can both share ideas. So it becomes really collaborative. Yeah, yeah. What's your greatest achievement since you've left school? It would have been moving to New York, definitely. Tell us a bit about that. How tough was it to leave your home country and go off all on your own? So I went by myself, first of all. I think the longest I've been away from my parents was probably like a week. And this was three months, like literally across the other side of the world. So that was really hard. But New York, there's always something to do. It's like your mind's constantly occupied. And it's just, it's such a different vibe over there. Everywhere you look, it's like a little piece of creativity um, and inspiration. It makes me like want to do something, want to create something. How was the dance world in New York at Broadway Mm. Dance Centre different to what you'd experienced in Sydney? I think everyone over there, they're just really immersed. They're really passionate about dance. I'm not saying that we're not here, but I think because it's like New York, like people will travel from all different places just to go to this one place. So it was Um, a prestigious place. Um, yeah, institution in a to sense, study yeah. at anyway mm, and then to definitely. have like-minded talent were there any challenges with with studying there and yes just the level of um ability yeah because there'd be people at professional levels and then I'd take a class with a teacher and then that teacher would be in another class with me so everyone's just constantly training but at the same time it's really challenging but it also just motivates you and pushes you even more my first dance class, that would have probably been the hardest because I didn't know anyone and I was, like, from Australia. I was, like, a little girl in a big town. <laughs> and so just making that step to be confident as well, like, not sta- like I forced myself to move forward, not stand in the corner of the room. Like, I'm in New York. I'm here to do this. So that was really confronting and totally out of your comfort zone. But, yeah, it was so Embracing the, yeah, the challenge. The, like, the newness of everything. So much excitement from Mm. one experience. Yeah, definitely. So what's the best advice you've ever been given? I think just keeping an open mind about anything and everything and that your creativity has no limits. Like there's always going to be someone or people out there that when you express your art, they're not going to like it. But that shouldn't stop you from doing it anyway. Yeah, so I think just... With Sonia Taye, for example, like some of her work was considered so like obscure and so random, but she didn't care at all. How do we see that kind of influence in your work and your creativity? My contemporary work, for example, I do not base it off her, but I try to find movements that aren't generic, for example. So in that 
aspect, I try to be as original as I can. So um, let's talk that through for all the dancers mm. that are listening now. You're in a studio. Yep. Where does your creative process begin? Do you put on music mm, okay, and yep. just improvise? Do you just play with the movement itself? How do you come up with original movement content? Well, one of my dance teachers, she um, gave us an exercise. She told us to write like mid, lower and high. And then she say, write like a body part on each thing. And so each level, you just have to try and isolate that body part with that level. So like standing up and with your shoulder. And so I think for me personally, I put music on first and then try and base the movement off that. Yeah. Um, so it generated from a feeling or a response yeah, to yeah. the auditory sound. Right? Yeah, and I feel like closing my eyes as well because you're just shutting off everything else and it's like, oh, what's that quote? Dance like no one's watching. Yeah, so that really helps me as well. And I think just feeling the music, so I think that's why I close my eyes rather than like looking at yourself in the mirror and seeing what it looks like. So even if like I put my phone down and I'll record myself and so my eyes will be closed and then I'll do the movement and then I'll watch it back later and see how it looks because I'm just fit like totally immersed in it and just feeling out the movements with the music. Fantastic. And then you can develop kind of the muscle memory of that Mm, movement to continue to develop the content, I guess. What's your dream gig? I think I just really love to work professionally overseas. I don't necessarily have a single dream like for example I'd love to be a backup dancer for an artist booking a gig overseas would be like a dream for me Um, like having a contract for example like in New York that'd be just insane what about here have you danced on any stages or with any artists I've done a few music videos for some local artists which were amazing the O'Neill twins, I'm not sure if you know. They're from New Zealand. So I did two of their productions in 2018. Once you're outside of the studio or outside of a school context, how do you keep feeding that passion and finding the connections in the dance world? It's so cliche, but it's literally about who you know, not necessarily what you know. When I go to open classes, for example, I'll go and talk to everyone. But, you know, just be friendly to everyone because you never know, like, that person's dad could be an agent or something like that. Or like you'd vibe with someone and they'd be like, oh, hey, like I'm doing something um, like this gig coming up. Do you want to come join me? So I feel like that's how I've booked some gigs. Yeah. Goes back to your advice about being open to learning and making those yeah, definitely. connections. What advice would you give to students who are studying the arts or specifically dance? Dance. I think it just goes back to what I was saying about um, not being afraid to your ideas out there like for example I did HSE dance in 11 and 12 and my concept for my core piece was scissors like that's such a random topic but I got a call back for it <laughs> so yeah I think it's kind of hard to say steer away from like the mainstream ideas but like if you have an idea stick with it and see where it goes how did you evolve yeah. your idea Yeah, so I just wrote down like a list of, like literally I looked around the room. So I started off with bigger concepts like the ocean, the sky. And then I literally looked around the room and did objects. So like a chair, I did scissors. And then from there, because we do a motif with it. So I did each topic. I tried to put together some kind of movement. And then I liked the idea of scissors because like, for example, in my contemporary 
genre. I like doing like more sharp angular movements. So that kind of matched with the scissor theme. So as well as having in your kit bag techniques and little templates of, you know, like let's play with the elements, low, medium, high yeah, yeah. And, and do that, you're also inspired by the stimulus around you. So when you're in yeah. sets, literally, I saw a pair of scissors, yeah. <laughs> but it also is in knowing your own strengths and yeah. limitations. Yeah. So you know your style of, of movement. Mm. Yeah. So like, for example, I do acrobatics as well. So I know that you could like mimic scissor movements, like with legs, arms, stuff like that. So... Awesome, playing it with different body parts. Mm. Would you see yourself as career the dancer or the choreographer and what's the difference between the two? Definitely the dancer. I just feel like for me personally, I like being the one on stage, the performer. I like performing and giving and sharing my story to an audience. I do enjoy choreographing, but I feel like in terms of strengths, I'm better at learning someone's choreography and then putting it out there. Choreography is hard as well because you do movement in your own body, but then it could look totally different on someone else. And also, for example, if you're putting big pieces together, it's kind of hard. Like you kind of have to look at the big picture. So I'm now recalling when you were a student with Casper and we did a DanceWorks program where the students engaged in composition. Now you came up with this choreography for three people, but yep. then it was extended to a whole group. So yes. for teachers who are listening, for students who are looking at composition for one dancer or maybe major composition, how do you then have that flexibility? How do you then change one idea to still be true to the original movement but to sit on an, a number of bodies or for a whole class? I think it's really hard. <laughs> I don't think there's one single answer. It's just literally experimenting and workshopping with different things like I was saying the big picture you have to think what it would look like as an entire piece so all the dancers all together not just what each individual dancer would look like um so looking at everyone as a collective yeah just experimenting a little bit of choreographic tasking yeah yeah evolves Um, yeah so what is next for you Karita so my crew the pioneers we're doing a collaboration with PYT at Fairfield so They're a theatre-based company. So basically we're going to fuse dance and theatre together. Very exciting. (laughs) We're definitely going to be watching this space. (laughs) Corita, it has been a joy to watch you from this little girl to being this grown woman who's travelled the globe, who has still got big ideas and loves to give back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me.